Thanks for tuning into the Upstream Life Podcast. Join us as we dive into scripture and tell real life stories that we hope will educate, equip, inspire, and challenge you to live a life against the flow. Get ready as we spend the next several weeks on our series, This Means War, where we discuss spiritual warfare and the different ways it impacts our daily lives. Let's dive in. All right, so this week, babe, we're on This Means War, when the enemy attacks our culture. Oof. When the enemy attacks our culture. And I have so many things, but we'll just keep it. We'll keep it small and simple because. This one's scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We've got so much to get into. Let me just start with the way we've been starting this series with our scripture that uh, sets it all up, why we're doing this. So Paul in Ephesians, I believe it's chapter six. I've said it so many times I've almost forgotten. In verse 10, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That's what we're talking about here. We're being reminded that the devil has schemes. And we've been hitting all these different areas that the enemy attacks, being that he's the prince and ruler of the air and has control in this world for a time, um, that he has schemes, schemes against our culture, schemes against our marriages, schemes against church, schemes, schemes, schemes. But he also wants us to be reminded that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All that really means to me every single time I read it is to be reminded that it's not the culture, that it's not the person, that it's not schools, that it's not all of these things. It is truly the enemy and his schemes and his powers and his minions that are doing it to fulfill his one sole purpose, and that is to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. All right, babe, so since we're talking about how the enemy comes against culture, yeah, I'm sure you've got a bunch of things swirling around in your head. But I wanted to just remind us of Romans 12, 2, that says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. I think this last week I said something along the lines of, uh, we've been doing this you know, through the Gospels with our kids, and we were talking about how it's simple, like, if you were to just get lost in the world of scripture, which mm-hmm. is meant to be like our manual, it seems pretty easy. What becomes hard is when we lift our eyes out of scripture and then we try to fit it into the world, which this scripture is telling us is not what we are meant to do. We're not meant to try to fit the things of God into the world, but to be here, but to be set apart. You know, we use the scripture uses the word ambassador. You know, we're actually representatives of heaven and a kingdom different than here, yet still have to live here. So anyways. Yeah, it can be tricky for sure. It can be. It can be tricky as an individual. It can be tricky as a married couple. And it can be really tricky when raising children because culture kind of changes all the time. How different Mm -hmm. is the culture of today versus the culture of when you were a child? So different. Right. But what do you find yourself doing all the time? You know, I always find myself comparing or trying to hold my kids to the traditions of my culture and kids are always trying to tell us about their culture and how everybody's doing this or that and that kind of seems to be one of the the big pressures yeah for sure right so we're talking about scripture lays down kind of the way god says we should live our life then we're talking about fitting it into this world 
And when we fit into this world, what tends to stifle us all the times is what everybody else is doing. You know, it wouldn't be hard to live the sacrificial portions of following Jesus if everybody was encouraging each other in it. But yet culture seems to seem seems to want to step the closest to the edge of living in the world and for the world than for Christ and for others. So are there ways that you've seen culture come against, whether it be yourself or your home or friendships or living in different areas? You've lived in different places in the world. You've experienced different cultures. Are there times where you can think that the enemy has used culture to come against your faith? I mean, I think, you know, like you said, the, the everyone's doing a thing. I don't even think that necessarily has to be a bad thing that people are doing. Like it could just be the daily living tasks that everybody is doing. Uh, it's easy to, I think, get distracted yeah. and to think like, oh, well, this person is doing this and should I be doing this? Or this person's not doing this. Should I not be doing that? And I think because we live in a society now that is like so heavily inundated with social media, I think it just... It, it opens up a door for us to be constantly comparing ourselves to what sure. other people are doing. And I think that it's such a trap that the enemy can use. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily always have to be like a negative things, you know, it could be just simple things day to day, to day um, even parenting choices or like how you dress yeah. your kids and how you, you know, what kind of food you eat, mm -hmm. you know, like there's just so many different things. And I think that um, right now our culture is just, all up in our face. Yeah. And I think for us, because we have experience with a lot of other different cultures than the one that we're currently living in, um, you just really see how culture can impact a community, how it can impact people individually. So I don't know. I think sometimes we probably put more emphasis on culture than we should. Sure. Um, instead of just trying to sort out like, okay, what would Jesus be doing in this situation? Or how would Jesus be living in this community mm -hmm. and things like that? Then it's easy to just kind of focus on what other people might think yeah. that we should be doing or shouldn't be doing yeah. for that matter. Yeah. I think even like as a young person, you know, I'm, I'm certain this is probably true for most people, but the desire to be welcomed, to be a part of a group, uh, to be included is, is a high priority. You know, to be outside of, when I think of culture, like I said, I, I, I can even think of the culture at lunchroom tables in a school, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. I don't think anybody feels bad as long as they're a part of one, you know, like if I'm a part of the jocks, I'm a part of the jocks. If I'm a part of, you know, the smart kids, I'm part of the smart kids, soccer teams, whatever, whatever culture there may be around there. But then there are some, especially for Christians, that can feel outside of all of those groups if they're truly trying to walk in the way that God asked them to. And that's the thing that I'm trying to press into a little bit, because today we live in cultures that seem to be forever shifting and changing. And I know we don't want to be controversial on our site, so we'll stay away Wait. from some of the big taboo ones. It's not that I, you know, for me, it's not that I don't want to be controversial, right? Like I have certain, you know, belief systems and certain things that I hold to that I just think there's a time and a place to talk about sure. those things. And I, yeah, think and I don't that want to push it, I think those. that relationship is a time and a place to yeah. talk about those things. And it's kind of a 
dorky analogy, but I'm sitting here thinking about all these dump trucks outside of our house mm-hmm. and like how distracting they are to me yeah. because I'm sitting here trying to focus on what we're doing, what we're trying to talk about. And I can't help but like out of the corner of my ear also be in tune to what's going on around me and <laughs> yeah. just like... I know it's kind of dorky, but it's true. Like it seriously is so distracting for me. And I think it's a good, it's a good visual for a lot of other things in my life. Like I am easily distracted, you know, Mm -hmm. by um, my my own self sometimes. Well, there you go. We could use culture as a distraction. When I thought of the whole, uh, everyone else is doing it. I thought about the conversation I had to have with our daughters, probably middle school, going into high school. I wouldn't even go there. No, but where I just, I told them some of my rules are mine as your dad. You know what I mean? Like the do's and don'ts that sometimes get lumped into Christianity don't have really anything to do with scripture or me representing Christ. It's also just things that me as a dad and living in this world know can be dangerous. And I set those rules. Same goes for you. You know, like it's not a Christian thing to not want your kids to walk a distance unaccompanied. That's just you wanting to do that as safety. But as a Christian sometimes and the Christian culture, do's and don'ts all get lumped into yeah. the lameness of of who God is and his rules or whatever. Yeah, at least from you mean like when you say lameness of who he is, like when you're young and you're you feel like everything is just rules, rules. I mean, even though when you're old and you feel like everything yeah, is just rules, regular rules, rules. You can just feel kind of lame. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, nobody loves nobody loves rules. Nobody yeah. enjoys rules. Unless you're a total rule follower. As a Christian. I need that. As a Christian, I think sometimes raising children or children being raised in a Christian home, they sometimes can see rules as a part of their Christianity. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. Some of that's just parents being parents. Yeah. Trying to keep their kids safe, (laughs) which is kind of our our number one goal, our number one job. Yeah. And that can be difficult when... The world lives yeah. one way and you're trying to live a different way yeah. at times. Yeah. So on that topic, on the everyone's doing it, can you think of anything that presses into you? Mine is money. You've heard me say nine million times how difficult it is for me to live in the States. One of the greatest nations in the world where you have access to everything. and It should be a blessing. Sometimes it feels hard because I feel like to do what... I feel like the Lord, like when I read scriptures and I feel convictions and I feel like the Lord is asking me to do this, I right away go back to, well, how would I provide for my family? If I were to go about the Lord's business like they did with the disciples, leave all that they have behind and follow him, taking care of the least, the last, and the lost, loving one another, healing people, I don't know where there would be time for uh, working a nine to five and or working at working an eight to eight to nine and paying the bill and working eight, like eight a.m. to nine p.m. Not eight a.m. Yeah, not and, eight a.m. to nine a.m. And I don't that's say that's a job I would like. Yeah, and I don't say that to say that Scripture gives uh, permission for us to not work or to leave our jobs. I'm just saying it's v- what it costs the affordability to live kind of in a everyone else is doing it standard. You know, there's nothing wrong whatsoever of living in a much more modest home or driving a much more modest car, but it can feel really hard because no one else is doing it. You know, like all these other people, and this is even inside of our own church culture. You know, we sometimes can feel that everyone else is doing something else. So why, why should I intentionally suffer if I don't need to? I remember our kids one time saying, how come we're the only ones that have to do this stuff as we would sell our homes and move abroad or 
you know, move around or whatever, sometimes it can feel like maybe you take it too serious. Yeah. I mean, I think there are times like, of course, like I'd be lying to say that there weren't times that I'm like, man, it'd be so much easier to not have all these convictions and all of these like passions and, you know, scripture to look at and tell you like, this is how you're supposed to live your life. Like in some ways, I think that it would be a weight off. I mean, that's just reality. You were just long to be Amish. Um, probably not Amish. Live a more simpler life. I'm not talking about what the traditions and the weird beards and hats. I'm just saying like. The weird beards, Joe. I'm just talking about the simple, the simple, the simplicity. Are you supposed to say that? Sure. The simple, there's no Amish watching this. They don't have TV. (laughs) Oh gosh. No, I just mean the simplicity of life. You know, we have heaped this burden on our show, on our own shoulders. Our pursuit of, of the things of the world, which is, is what the scripture tells us not to do. It's to pursue the things of the world is what's heaped all these pressures on us. You know, like, where does it end? Right. And as I say this, I'm speaking to myself, right? I need these shoes. I need these hair products. I need this wallet. I need these keys. I need this stuff. I need this shovel. I need this weed killer. I, you know, I mean, like the list goes on and on. I need this pet food. I, that pet food's not good enough. I need a better pet food. I need, medicines, you know, all of these things. And you start piling up the lists and you start realizing, oh, I have to make X amount of money to be able to provide those, what become now basic needs, right? You've, you've had particular skin products in your Amazon account waiting for a while that you haven't been able to click on yet, you know? And it's like, you want to, and we feel this like, those things to comfort us through life yet they they you know at the end of the day it's it's if the if scriptures are a mirror that's where it's hard to look sometimes when i look just to the world and try to make my decisions i oftentimes do it through comparison and the culture around me and i can easily feel like i'm grading myself on a curve okay i'm a little bit doing a little bit better here or a little bit worse here and I can improve here. But boy, when I line my life up with scripture, which is what we are to do as Christians, it can be very, very convicting. Yeah, this one can be hard because culture seems to shape who we are, you know, and the trouble with culture though is when pressed against scripture, we are supposed to have a renewing of the mind we are supposed to become set apart in this world. We are to bear evidence of our Father in heaven and all of the things that come along with it. They're supposed to be beautiful and pure things. Well, when you live inside of a world that also has control of an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy, and he has access to everything, and he doesn't always come as an angel of darkness. Sometimes he comes as an angel of light. It's very easy for culture to shape things that feel okay, that feel safe. And then when we look into the mirror of Scripture, they can be in conflict. And that's really the big thing today. And I just wanted to read that verse one last time. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Until I traveled outside of the United States, I read Scripture through the culture I was raised in. And it's no shock to anyone that America is a very me-centric country. And when I say that, I don't even mean in the most negative sense. We're very proud of our 
of our patriotism. We're very proud of our individualism. We celebrate individualism. Uh, it's kind of what encompasses us as a nation and that liberty and that freedom. Well, then when you come into scripture and you realize that we are actually supposed to think of others more than ourselves, that in itself can come against the culture we were raised in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it is such a tricky topic, you know, especially for me and just the way that I try to function in general. I think it's, yeah, it's just a, it's a hard topic. Yeah, yeah because it, 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 no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings, yet true love sometimes has to say hard things. I think that's really the the conflict of today's message is living in between those two spaces. What does it look like to love someone uh, in both ways, in ways that speaks truth, but speaks truth yeah. in a loving way? Well, and I think for me, I think just defaulting to love and defaulting sometimes to holding your tongue, you know, yeah. like I think sometimes we want to like beat things over people's heads. You know, I think even if you look at our own kids, right? Like, yeah. There's things that you want them to learn. There's things that you want for them. There's things that you don't want for them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, they're still going to make choices. Yeah. And they're still going to do things that aren't always going to be exactly how you would or how you would wish. We still love them. And yeah. love should always be that default. And I think that Jesus is the perfect picture yeah. of that. And I just wish, like, more people emulated that yeah. instead of, you know, hopping on, uh, you know, whatever the bandwagon is because it changes yeah. all the time right yeah what what the what the hot topic is right now is not what it was a month ago yeah, on either, six months either, ago yeah. a year ago and i think either side right and i think that's why it's just important to one know scripture know how jesus treated people and just try to treat people in that way and yeah. i think that we're going to win a whole lot more people that way than not that way yeah it's it, it's but you know me i'm as you're saying I, that I so many things be, yeah as you're saying that, so many things are racing through my mind because, you know, nobody wants to imagine the eternity that's promised to someone that doesn't come to know the Lord. But it's not necessarily an obedience to laws that make us get there. It's right. first and foremost falling in love with Jesus and for us representing Christ. And God is the essence of grace and mercy. What does that look like, you know, towards the things of us that fall short or our sin areas or whatever? Let the Holy Spirit do some of that work. While you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, yeah, let love kind of be the default or the, the, the side of caution. And true love prays for people. You know, it's very hard to pray for somebody that you hate or somebody that you're upset with. So in praying for some of these things... Uh, it may soften your heart, but it also allows God and the Holy Spirit to do the work aside from our conviction of calling out their sin. Yeah, for sure. So I think just really in conclusion, we'll wrap this up. One, our hearts desire popularity, but popularity does not dictate truth. You cannot look around the world around you and say, what is everybody else doing? And then make your decisions. You truly have to come into the scriptures let the Holy Spirit convict your heart and then act upon those things, all the while not condemning others because of of what you've chosen to do mm -hmm. and follow. It's a tough one. It really it's a really is. hard one. It especially is for me. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because like I said, it, you sometimes don't know until you know. And scripture, I think, is the greatest mirror. And then getting outside of your culture. Don't get stuck 
in a particular culture because for God's word to be true, it needs to be universal. It needs to apply in Africa and Australia and, you know, Texas and Maine, New York, California, all of these different places. God's word is for all people at all times, not just a particular people group for a particular time. Yeah, and one sure. thing we know as time goes on, culture changes and scripture doesn't. Mm 